Good evening. Well, hello there. How you doing, Nick? I'm I'm doing well. I uh, today was President's Day. Uh, <clears throat> yes, yes, of course it was. <laughs> Which is to say, the kids didn't have school, but I had work. That's why they were home. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> it makes a lot more sense now. Okay. So, friend of the show, actually my brother Alex, he his dog's not doing well. Um, so oh. we went. We were like, it was like, you know what? We're gonna come down. So we went down yesterday hung out so the cousins could play together and then today i was able to get some work done because they were outside playing so ah very nice did you guys did you guys have school Uh, i didn't i didn't have school i I know you didn't oh the the family no the family did not have school okay but luckily nobody else in the neighborhood did either so all the kids were just outside all day playing what's left in the snow so nice it was cool able to get some work done cool what about you like we're missing something yeah oh Hmm. Oh, did he text? Hold on a second. Did you get something from him? Just says, Balin. <laughs> okay. Well, that, okay. I, I didn't, I must not have been copied on that. Okay. Um, but, not uh, here with Greg. Uh, I guess yeah. we can roll. I. This is tricky, though, because this was going to be kind of a special episode. I wanted to I'm talk excited about, about this. I have a um, lot of questions for you. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah um, I, we have some sad news. Unfortunately, the uh, the owner of the music store that I used to work at, Bill's Music House, mm-hmm. um, in Catonsville, Mr. Bill Higgins, uh, unfortunately passed away this past weekend. And I wanted to kind of do a tribute to him and and talk about him a little bit, um, and how much you meant to mm-hmm. yeah, well, how much you meant to me yeah. and and to the entire Maryland music community and exactly. the music community at large, but. I'm kind of getting an idea now. I'm kind of getting an idea. If we're if we're going to talk about Bill and Bill's music, okay, and we got this. No, and <laughs> we have a we we have a missing host. That's that I wasn't banking on. So yeah, right. that, does, that there's a wrench. I think this is the perfect storm of events. I think I have the guy in mind. Let me let me give him a call here and see if he's available. Okay. Maybe he can uh, hop in here real okay. quick. Is this Wyan? Who are we talking? Who are we talking? No. Hello. Oh. <laughs> hey, is this hello? <laughs> is this Keith? Oh, the magic. <laughs> Speaking. Yeah. Keith That's Grasso, a, how a are you, buggy sir? Buggy telephony, right there. <laughs> yeah, they're still working. I'm the all right. <laughs> I'm all right. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing okay. Doing okay. Uh, uh-huh. We have a bit of a situation here. Um, Greg bailed on us. Last minute, we're recording the podcast as we speak. Wondering if you might want to come on and uh, be our first ever guest host in uh, Man. check it out history. I would love to. I feel like that's the next evolution of our our friendship and, and our our, <laughs> yeah, uh, this, <laughs> our partnership yeah. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> sure, we can do this. That's awesome. <laughs> you got a spare hour to kill? It's pretty late. You I know, know. I normally go to bed at like eight thirty, but I know. hey, you know what? All those, all that phone ringing woke me up, so I'm in. It's a loud phone. It's a loud phone. <laughs> awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, this is. I'm, this is I'm sorry good. to call you, call you under such you know strange and sad circumstances. You know, we were ho- kind of hoping to to talk a little bit about Bill Bill Higgins with you for a little bit. Sure, I'd love to talk about Bill. All right, this would be good. This would be great. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um. Well, now that we got our, our plan in place and we have our host in place, mm-hmm. what do you say we go ahead and start the show? Let's do this. Let's do it. News. 
Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, phoning friends since, well, way before 2018. Happy to have you here with us on this most beautiful Thursdays. This is episode 237 of the You Should Check It Out. Huh? I, no, I just, I was just saying, yep, 237. 237. Mm-hmm. 237. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <clears throat> this is episode 237 of the You Should Check It Out podcast, and my name is Jay. I'm Nick. I'm Keith. Yes. Hey! <laughs> and we have a cool show for you, and uh, we're going to be talking about... Oh, hold on. Who are we calling we have, now? We have a phone call coming in. Oh. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is weird. Uh, hello? Hey, now, everyone out there. It's your oh, boy, Greg. Greg. Hey, hey Greg. what's up, buddy? I just wanted to check in and let you all know that... Uh, Appreciate it. My touring schedule has been... Is this like a bot ...crazier call? than ever, and I'm yeah. trying to maintain my sanity, so I asked Nick it's, and Jay a, oh, he's to... Not talking uh, to us. No, Help me out this week, and, and uh, because Keith is so graciously coming in, um, no, he we knew figured he could kind of take my spot this week, because um, I know they really wanted to get into the life of Bill Higgins time. of Bill's like Music in behind. Keatonsville, Maryland, uh, a store that I frequented more than once, f- definitely for sure, and uh, always thought was just a very special spot, so mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you're going to have a great time listening to these boys. We and, will. Um, Looking forward to it. Thanks, what man. they have yeah. to say about the legacy that Bill left behind and how they played a part of it. I know that uh, that is where I believe I first met Keith and uh, Jay took me there a few times and it was always just a, a really great experience. So by the time this podcast airs, I'll have already uh, played at Antone's in Austin. So I guess it's too late to promote that one. But um, that's on Wednesday, <laughs> and then we're going around. There's plenty of dates this weekend, so you take a with? look. If you're in Texas or Oklahoma City, you'll see yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm sure hey! you'll see a clip of Barney we from The Simpsons saying, we want Chili we Willie want three times. And <laughs> that's all I have for you guys, but I look forward to joining back up with Nick and Jay next week. Again, thanks for giving me a chance to catch my breath. It really means a lot. I'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace. Hey, cool. See you, Greg. Uh, well, uh, there you go. There he was. Just hung up. Just hung up. <laughs> Perfect. Appreciate that. All right. Well, so yeah, like I said in the intro, um, founder and owner of Bill's Music <clears throat> House in Gainesville passed away this past weekend, and uh, at the ripe old age of what eighty one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not probably not the best person to give the history of Bill's music on this. Keith, this might be your wheelhouse, but when did he open it? 65? It was 1965. Yeah. And uh, continuously operated in basically the same location. He he moved like across the street from his original. Yeah, I think place. He, he I'm not sure how many moves there were. I should be better about knowing stuff like this, but I, I would say probably a half a dozen times okay. on the street you know kind of in that uh in that little corridor uh where he ultimately ended up at, at uh 743 um but which uh, became and that's that street became known as music row basically because of yeah, those music house, right? yeah music city maryland yeah, yeah. i mean that nice. was that's the anchor to really i think the anchor to that whole community um yeah. which which is really a cool thing in and of itself yeah absolutely because Catonsville doesn't have that much else going on for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice area. I, I, I really enjoyed my, my time living there. But yeah, certainly, uh, I, I think that Bill's is the anchor and uh, all the other little businesses that, that are integrated into the music business kind of, you know, popped up because of that anchor. Yeah, absolutely. So let me get my Bill story out of the way, if, if you don't mind, and tell you how I first came and came to be start to start working there. This is probably I, I think it was 2001 or maybe 2002 because it was my I think 2002 2002. Yeah, because yeah. it was right after I had uh, started going to the, to UMBC, which is right around the corner from from Catonsville. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was broke college student and needed some cash. And so I looked up like music stores in the area and Bill's music popped up. So, you know, I drove my Saab 900 over there. And, uh, oh, that's right. I remember that car. You remember that? <laughs> I do. Man. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so drove it over there and had like a, I think I had like probably some cheap acoustic and like a, a, a DOD, like the yellow overdrive special pedal they used to have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I walk in and Bill greets me there at the door he's standing there right by the little trade-in counter and he says uh, you know hey what what can i do for you today I say well i was you know looking to, to sell some equipment he's like well you looking to trade something in or you you know, he would never offer do you want to get cash for it is always yeah. you know so what are you looking sure. to get today what are you looking sure. to get today yeah and he takes a look at what i got and he's like well i'm not too interested in the guitar but um i'll tell you what i'll give you ten dollars for the for the effects pedal and i was like oh i was kind of hoping for 20 He's like, well, I'll tell you what, give you 15. Okay, we'll write you up. And there on the, the counter next to it was a little sign that says, you know, we're looking for, for sales associates. Ah. So I said, so are you guys hiring? And uh, as, a matter, as a matter of fact, we are. What do you, so what do you do? And I had a very brief conversation with Bill and something about what I said or the cut of my jib or something like that he liked. <laughs> and I swear, after I filled out the application, I swear I got the the job either that day or later the same day and started mm -hmm. working. And, uh, and that was it, man. I worked, I, I took a little bit of a break the following year, but then I came back immediately and I worked there until, I don't know, 2007, I think, 2008. Yeah, I think we both left in seven, maybe 2007. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had such a great time and learned so much from that guy. Um, yeah. learned so much about, life and the music business in general and everything from just the experience. But Bill in particular was, uh, I mean, he was a good teacher. He was a lot of things, but he was a great teacher. How did you, how did you end up working at Billski? Um, I think that we started in the same time period, which is actually kind of cool. I think that group that we had during that time period that we were there was really like a dream team. I mean, so oh, much was, talent. Absolutely came out of that <laughs> store, you know, I, I, you and I have stayed in the business, Robbie Stein, um, you know, Travis Allen works at PRS now. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Cole is, is yeah. you know, out doing stuff in the business. So that, that time period, there was something special about those early 2000s and in that crew. Um, but I, it's a pretty similar story. I was also a broke college kid. I'd moved to Towson right after so it'd be early 2002 right after september 11th and uh i moved to towson and i had worked at a music store locally here and i i already knew that i loved the business and and uh i was 
going to school for classical guitar and business. And uh, I put myself through the school that I had. So I had to have a job too, uh, to, to live and, <laughs> and, and to, you know, to be able to put myself through school. So I didn't know of anything in the Baltimore area outside of the 10 mile radius of Towson. Right. Right. Because okay. it was, you know, it was the big city to me. It was new. I'd been there only a little while. And, uh, I started taking lessons, uh, in Towson to kind of help me keep up in school. So I took, mm-hmm. took lessons outside and I took lessons with a guy named Tobias Hurwitz, who was like a, right. a local, uh, you know, rock star guy. He was really a great teacher and, and had written a couple books and everything. So I, I took lessons with him and got to know him and then kind of through him learned of the stores in the area because I had never traveled outside of, you know, that, mile radius of yeah, that, yeah. that, you know, what, whatever it is, exit 25 right there yeah. <laughs> on the beltway was, was as far as I knew. Uh, so he told me about bills and uh, on a random Tuesday, I drove there resume in hand Hoping to. You were prepared. (laughs) You were ready for this. I'm always prepared. No, I didn't have a tie on. Um, I'm sure I had, you know, just my normal, you know, college kid sweater and and maybe I wore khakis or something for the occasion. Sure. Uh, So I I drove there and uh, I I remember kind of getting to the store and parking between the two buildings and just being kind of in awe of everything. Um, Because again, I came from a small. Town and worked and at you a gotta small understand, it's a huge music store. Sto- it's yeah. a huge store. Yeah, <laughs> and, and back then there were there were you know B one and B two. Yeah. So you had both both stores, and you're kind of like looking like, oh my god, where do I go? And then you know you walk in, and there's just stuff everywhere. And, and uh, so I walked around for a bit, and just was kind of in awe of everything. And uh, I turned my resume in at the front counter to Jamie. Actually, she probably will not remember that. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, her asking if she could help. And, and I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm actually here. I was hoping to, uh, you know, drop off my resume. And so I gave it to her. And then I drove back to Towson. And as I'm unlocking my door, I can hear the phone ringing. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's Brian, Bill's son. <laughs> and he says, I just got your resume. Would you want to come in for an interview? And I'm like, well, I just got home, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. he, you know, I said, can I, can I, you know, as far, uh, and he said, well, do you want to come in the morning? So I came in the morning and, uh, we had a nice interview and, um, uh, he hired me on the spot, I guess. And, uh, I remember him walking around and, and introduced me to his family and walking me up to the, uh, the work center and, and, you know, everybody was there, Bill and Nancy and Tracy and Jamie. And of course, uh, because who he's talking about is, is the Higgins family. So so the whole family works there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Sorry. I left that out. No, it's okay. It's up in the, you know, the corner of the big store. You had Bill's desk at the very Mm -hmm. highest perch. He built like little tiers. So up at the very highest Ah. tier is Bill's desk in the corner. And right next to him is his wife, Nancy. And she, you know, takes care of the books and, keeps everything on track (laughs) yeah then you know a little bit down from that is is brian his son's uh office and he kind of works as the the main general manager of the store now and uh and then he has his uh two daughters tracy and jamie working as receptionists and they do all kinds of stuff now um but yeah so it's a family affair you get to meet them and and know them really quickly wow (laughs) so he was uh, there every day 
Yeah, when I was there, just, just about. Just about, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. But yeah, that, that's basically how I started. And I think that we started roughly in the, in the same crew. I'm not sure if we went through training together. I remember not. I was trained by myself because it was just me and Jim. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and that basically consisted of Jim like putting on a video, a sales training video in the back room and like leaving me alone. <laughs> you know, no, and then she I, I had, had a, a class. What, what, what was the name of the uh, the uh, the accountant? Oh, Marianne. Marianne, yeah. Yep, <laughs> she yep. she kind of gave me a, a a lesson on how to use the computers, and I'm sure Tracy came in and did the whole thing. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we started roughly at, at the same time. Uh, back then, everybody had departments, and I was quickly thrust into the guitar department. No. Uh, I don't think that you – were you in the guitar department, or were you uh, – No, I was always in the guitar guitar department. Okay. You know, okay. I was – eventually, I moved into doing sound and recording and stuff like that, but no, okay. primarily guitars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's uh, pretty much how it all started. So what was he like? I mean, what was he uh, like to work with? What was he like to work for? Like, what kind of... I don't know. I think... Uh, Where do you guys want to go with this? I guess. I, I'm, I'm, that's a great question, and I'm fascinated to hear Keith's take on it. Uh, well, I, I think that um, you nailed it early on. Is I learned so much from Bill. I think even if you take away the business aspect of it, just personally, the stuff that you learned and how much you grew during that time period is, is really, um, really important and really fascinating. And, and I think, um, I mean, just you learned how to communicate with people from all walks of life. You learned how to how to work together as a team. That was a big store and it was, you know, really busy. And, uh, you know, we all had to work together and, and uh you had to coexist with, with people that you might not have, of, of, you know, yeah, yeah that, that normally, you know, you, you didn't surround yourself with some sure. of these other co-workers. <laughs> and now here, you know, you have to work together with them. And, and you were, uh, you're a team. And, um, I mean, man, it, it's just so much. You, you learned responsibility. Um, you know, I heard today at his service, a lot of people mentioned that they keep a pen and a notebook in their pocket <laughs> yes. uh, because of him. And I do that, and I have passed that on to my employees. Everybody that has brilliant. a little spiral-bound notebook that goes in their back pocket. and uh, That's the first thing you get, man. Like your first yeah. week, you get a vest. Now, it doesn't have your name on it. Yet, not it yet. Says you haven't sales, it yet because you got to make sure you got to stick around. Yeah, exactly. The first one just <laughs> says sales, but you got your vest that you wear over your your collared shirt and a tie. Uh huh. You get your vest, and he teaches you. You get a little notebook. You will get a little pocket notebook like a reporter would have, and you mm-hmm. get your ballpoint pen, and you put it there in your pocket. So that if so you you know you need to take notes. Yeah, it's can't, right there for you. Keep it all up here. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and you know, what was it? Uh, make your list and work your what? Uh, list your work and work your work. List. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's but yeah, I, I mean, there was just so much that you that you learned and, and you took in, and um, man, I think that uh, you know those valuable life skills really go a long way, especially you know to. At our age bracket. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that that's not stuff you learn in school. Um, that's real world experience. But uh, and to see him him work, I mean, 
you have to understand that he was like old school salesman. You know, he was the consummate salesman and he taught, sure. taught you those, those skills sometimes better than others, you know, and, and it, what Keith is saying is absolutely true, but it kind of remained, it was different for every person, how much they wanted to absorb that information. You know, some people are not natural salespeople and they don't want to be that. Keith, you know, he took to that like a duck to water. <laughs> yes. Me, yes. I was, <clears throat> I never considered myself a natural salesman and I always kind of bristled at some of these things, you know, sure. like, so, you know, a, a billism would be, you never let the guy say, no, thanks, I'm not interested. You got to turn the conversation to something else that he is interested in or right. give him another option. Like if they don't have the money today, oh, well, don't worry. We got Bill's financing, you know, or do you yeah. have anything you'd like Play to trade in? Or, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's all he's always working. And, um, yeah. I, you know, it, it was great training and it was it was hard work and you learned a lot. And you just don't meet too many like pure salesman types like Bill was anymore. Yeah. I, th I think you're you're right there, and I think also just his personality was so outgoing and welcoming, and oh, yeah. warm, um, and, and and that was another thing. Like uh, he could meet anybody from any walk of life and become friendly with them and Absolutely. strike up a conversation yeah. and and uh, you know offer them words of wisdom or listen to their story, and uh, I I think. That's if you look at all the social media posts that have come out since his passing, there is thousands of stories of that. You know, pretty incredible. He yeah. talked to me about this. You know, I, I remember going there buying my first guitar, and he said this, and he said that. You know, like that's that's really special to have somebody mm -hmm. like that. It, it's it's not an easy task to do, especially when you're running a business like that. You can't, you know, um, I'm, I'm guilty of, of sometimes I almost think, you know, I don't have time to talk to these people or I don't have time for this or that. And he was never like that. I mean, oh, he absolutely. always had time to talk to anybody. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's a talent in and of itself. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And it was always down there. You were, Nick, you were asking if he was in every day. Not only was mm -hmm. he in every day, he was usually working the floor most of the time. And I don't know, this may not have ever happened to you, Keith, but I don't know if he ever tried to save one of your sales that you he thought that you screwed up. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, probably yet. early on. Yeah, early on, I think. That, but like, that, if he uh, saw you working with somebody and he saw that person starting to like, you're, you're losing them and he's what yeah. he walked down there and he ah, so what can we do for you today you know what's going on you know in a nice way like super nice way yeah, in yeah. a very ingratiating way but no he was always working man he was he was yeah so much energy yeah. and, and life and yeah that's it yeah i mean the work ethic too i mean when you when you especially at his age you know i mean let's we we were there 20 some years ago yeah so he would have been in his 60s, 60s yep. like that's you know that's that takes some energy, especially to, to be there every day. You know, when we had a day off, he was still coming in oh, in yeah. the morning. He might not have been there all day, but you know, <laughs> hmm. that's cool. Well, what if we do this? I know we've got stories that you guys want to share, um, but also, do we have any music we want to play? Ooh, Keith, sure, absolutely. Let's kick it back to the '60s. Ooh. All right, Snap. when Bill started. All right, we can do that. Go ahead and give us some Beatles. Woo! <laughs> 
would have been one of Bill's choices for sure. He was a Beatles fanatic. Was he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think that store really existed because of the British invasion and the Beatles wow. and the Stones yeah. and, and I think uh that played such a big part in his life. It was it's pretty neat. It was so cool cuz they had all these pictures up on the wall of not just Bill but like all the managers Jim and Lou of all of them playing in bands back in the day, back in the sixties in Bill's case or in the seventies or the eighties. And there's the one picture of, of Bill when he's playing in his, like in, in his band, which is like a Beatles knockoff band, like a, it's called, <laughs> what was called the, the henchman, the henchman, the henchman. Yeah. Right. And he's, they're all in like these little matching suits. Uh-huh. <laughs> I well, I mean, it. you got to think that was such a big important part of the culture oh, yeah. of that oh, time yeah. period. I mean, when when those bands hit and you know um, the boom of rock and roll started, I mean that that's amazing to have started a business and to have been in the music business during mm-hmm. that time period. That's that's a golden age. That that there'll never be another time period like that not like that yeah yeah Yeah. i mean the 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 talent that came out of that time period and just the change in general culture yeah it's pretty amazing you know quite a time to be alive yeah absolutely and you think about you know the two managers that we dealt with the most jim and lou they were both just guys that played in bands off the street that came in to buy a pair of drumsticks or whatever from Mm -hmm. bill and then, you know, walked out with a job and ended up working there for the rest of their lives. You know? wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's part of what made that store the real deal. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. Um, it wasn't just like a revolving door of people. It was you know, yeah. same face. Uh, those core people, I mean, you can't, um, you can't replicate that experience and that passion for music and, and for the business. Uh, and that that's again a testament to Bill. I mean, he he was able to keep those guys there, you know, their entire working career. That's crazy, <laughs> you know. 
And what was they weren't the, there because they didn't like it. And, and what was the story of like the, the store hours were nine to nine every single day, except for Friday, because then they closed. Friday we closed at eight. At eight, so that the people so who you can play band jobs. If you needed to go out and play that night, you could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is great. And I mean that yeah. it helped me out a lot. <laughs> sure. And then Saturday ten to six. You know, so yeah, yeah, yep. it was Sunday Saturday. twelve to four because you were probably hung over yeah. and or <laughs> tired from your Saturday night band job. Yep. So yeah, it made perfect sense for musicians. <laughs> it did. One thing that just talking about it made me think of this is that when you worked full time back in in our day, everybody had to have a nine to nine day. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was like you, you had one day a week, which was like your your Iron Man day. <laughs> and I don't really know why we did it. Everybody worked at 12. Yeah, everybody had the one 12-hour day. And then like the next day, you might have an easy day, like a, a three to nine or something. Yeah, to up yeah, for it. yeah. But it was, it was uh, man, and I remember mine was Tuesday early on. <laughs> and then I just basically made them like nine to nine. You were there every, every nine day, to nine like thing. every yeah. single day. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... I remember, like, oh wow, a twelve-hour day, and like, oh yeah, everybody works one. It's you know, it's, it's what part, you do. Part of the schedule. You go out I and know, get I yourself a, a big ass sandwich from that place down the street, Tanny Town. <laughs> Tanny yeah. Town, Delaware. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'd eat all three meals. Oh yeah, because yeah, you'd be there at nine in the morning, so you get a, yeah. something from the bagel shop across the street, and then you know, lunch would be Tanny Town deli and i don't know whatever you did i would go to the sea hut and get a grilled cheese sandwich for uh for dinner and uh yeah i mean there's long days but uh i guess you got in the groove and you sold and that was your day to like you know do maybe a long project or something and uh nine to nine <laughs> and freaking every day too i mean i don't think in the six years that i worked there Maybe they closed for snow once. once? I got a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good story about that. I'm glad you but said you, that. You know what I mean? I mean, they never yeah. closed. It was brutal. No, it was, we're yeah, we're always open and, and uh, notice how he hours, said we're always open. Still with yep. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, I got a lot of that in me today. Still too. I'm sure. I don't close for anything. <laughs> and uh, if it snows, rain, you know, whatever. There's an earthquake and nothing. If you you have your hours and you stick to your hours, people are used to your hours, yep. so you don't want to disappoint them. There you go. I can't remember what year it was, but doesn't matter. In let's say the early like 2003, something like that. Steve Milner period. Um, yeah, it was just it was a Steve Miller period. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a name I haven't said in a go. while. <laughs> and uh, we had this really big snow. I mean, like everything shut down. Mm-hmm. School was closed for like a week or something. <laughs> and I think we were closed a day or two. So it was like a Wednesday morning, and Lou was the manager, and he calls me and says, uh, "Hey, um, we're going to open today." Uh, but we need to get in a little early and shovel a little bit, <laughs> dig out. It's supposed to snow again, you know, around noon or something. I'm like, okay, no problem. And I still lived in Towson this time period. So I remember driving on the Beltway, 
and it's terrible. Sure. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't be out here driving, you know, and it's early in the morning. And I look <laughs> really behind me and there's a, work. Yeah, a yeah. guy like spinning around because right, right. it's going too fast. And I'm like, geez, you know, am I ever going to be, it took me like an hour to get there. So I get there and we're out there and it was a lot of snow and it had sleeted on top of it mm-hmm. to like freeze it extra and everything. Yeah. And so they're out there digging and digging and Lou and I, and we're like, oh, we can, how are we going to get this ice out of here? And he's running, getting buckets of hot water. We're dumping <laughs> them on it. And, I mean, it's going on for a long time. And, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. You know, oh, boy, we're looking at the clock. We're supposed to, we're opening a little late today. We're going to open at 11. We're going to, you know. You know, it's going to snow again. It's going to snow again. Meanwhile, I'm still in bed. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said I, guys, I'm not yeah, going to be able to make I, it I in think, today. Yeah, I think Bill's inside, you know, <laughs> and I've got on like six pairs of socks. And, you know, we're shoveling and shoveling and shoveling. And we get done, go inside. And Bill says, well, I think we're going to close today. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. And my, my hands are purple from being out in the snow, you know. So yes, that's that's one of the very few times that I can remember ever close. <laughs> after you guys had showed yeah, up. After we, yeah, <laughs> yep. There's not enough street street traffic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean that that's again shows the dedication and the drive to the business. Yeah, It'd be easy to say, man, I'd like to stay in bed today, you yeah. know, like snowy or whatever. But uh, yeah, and you guys, you s- still had like a, a working relationship. Like your music store still has a working relationship with Bill's music, right? I mean, you guys. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I think um, we've always stayed friends. Um, you know, like I said, I left in two thousand and seven. Gosh, Tracy and Jamie were in our wedding. Uh, Brian's daughter Alyssa and Tracy's daughter Maddie were the flower girls at our Aww. our wedding. You know, Bill, Bill and Nancy were there. Um, I think it's always been a really special uh, friendship and, and relationship. And I think early on, they, they um, I hope anyhow, saw something in me and, you know, really believed in me and kind of gave me a stage to perform on and, and knew that I was more than just, uh, you know, a worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I really feel like we forged some really strong friendships and, and had a lot of great times together and um you know that that relationship was always really important to me and uh when i left in 2007 it was one of the hardest things that i ever did oh. and I, I i agonized over it yeah i, I agonized over it for years and uh you know kind of wondered if, if maybe i'd made a mistake and and uh um, you know, really, really missed them. And then as I got Island Music going, um, they were always super supportive and, you know, again, continued to, to stay in touch. And uh, as times moved on, uh, as, as kind of uh, business friends, we, we've gotten closer and, and I love working together with them. I just love to, to work with them in general, yeah. to do anything with them because uh, you always want to work with people that you like and, and people that are your friends. Yeah. And, and if I can do anything that's a partnership with them, I love it yeah. uh, for for no more than just the reason than just that we get to talk and we get to be friends. But so keep, keep um, connected. Yeah, keep connected. And, and uh, I'm always really proud of, of where I came from and uh, everything that they've done for me and, and taught me over the years uh so i'm always waving the the bills music banner 
uh, even above my own yeah, sometimes because absolutely. I'm so proud of, of the history and, and uh, the friendships. Absolutely. It's just amazing to me, and it's a testament to, to Bill's leadership and vision that, I mean, you think about how many stores they've outlived just in the Maryland area, but you talk about it on a nationwide level, like how many oh music stores, sure. you know, have been around since 1965 and are still yeah. not only just around, but thriving today. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You think about all of the stores just in the Catonsville area that went out of business, sure. you know, in the time. Yeah. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they just keep I mean, going it, and, and, and doing a great job and it couldn't happen to better people, you know, yeah, they really absolutely. always treated us well. And even, you know, it, it had to feel like hurting cats. You know, you're just dealing with a bunch of <laughs> young adult college yeah. kid musicians. I mean, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. What yeah. could possibly no, go it's, wrong? It's no easy feat, really, you know. And uh, I think uh, still we had such a good crew. Yeah, but he found I know you. it was like hurting or cats. Or he hired you, rather. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear another story. What you got? Oh, boy. Another Man, I, story. I've got so many um <laughs> i got the one i you think about that one I, i'll never forget this and again everyone responded to bill in different ways loved bill learned a lot from him but a lot of times he and i butted heads because <laughs> okay. I, I always thought that i knew alpha sales guy and you were like and i, I always i thought i was too cool for school and i always thought i knew better right sure <laughs> <laughs> which you know there's so many things that i wish i could go back and apologize for to, to pretty much everyone at the store I, you know, I'm friendly with everyone there, I, I hope. But yeah, I'll never forget this one time. It was early on, and it was a, it was a quiet Thursday. It was one of my nine-to-nine days. And he wanted to, you know, it was just one of those days, you know, where, where Bill had too much time on his hands, and he was coming up with projects, right? Or maybe he saw that I had too much time on my hands. That's <laughs> probably, probably more likely. More, yeah. <laughs> so he said, well... You know, John, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna set up a display for these music stands. We've got eight thousand music stands from China in the back uh -huh. warehouse, and we need to put up a little display for them. So why don't we make a little sign for them? I'm like, okay, I can do that. He's like, all right, and then we're gonna take all these music stands, and we're gonna put them all in this in these buckets here. So I took them all out of the boxes, put them all in these buckets. Got that done. Put the sign up. Dust my. Bill comes over to check it out. Well. You know, I'm not sure I like them over here. What I'd really like to see is them over by the music stands or over by the by, by the microphone counter. And I, I just about blew my gas because I spent two hours doing these stupid music stands. <laughs> yeah. And now he just told me to pack them all up and move them halfway across the store, which of course I did. But yeah, it was begrudgingly, <laughs> begrudgingly yeah. I did. But yeah, I don't think I had to move them again after that. But, uh, and they did sell, man. Once you know, yeah, once, so once, once everybody saw my right spot, and once they saw my yeah. sign and how beautifully laid out it was, you know, <laughs> it was the right <laughs> spot. It was about the journey, Jay. It was about yeah, the journey. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably saw you needed to walk off the night right. before. I or probably like did. You yeah. needed to, you know, like. yeah. John could use used to stand to lose a couple pounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he needs a little workout today. Bill always had a really unique fashion sense. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I, he never, I, I've never seen anything quite like it. I'm not sure the style that he was going for. 60s mod cowboy? 
There was always like such with slippers. Slippers, yes. There was yeah, always a yeah, cowboy okay. element to it, right? Okay. All right. So, <laughs> if you remember, we had taken on Gretsch guitars, uh-huh. and they were kind of making their comeback when Fender when bought Fender bought them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we picked out the Gretsch guitars together. You know, like I, I in normal circumstance, would be he would get Brian to pick something out and get me to pick something out. And then he would really pick them out, but he just wanted to see like what we would, you know, kind of come up with or whatever, you know, so I would take all this time and really think about it. It's okay. You know, this guy played this and let's put down this model. And this is, this is a unique hole that we don't have that we could fill. And and Brian would say like, Oh, these are, you know, this one model's really good. Let's just get 12 of these. (laughs) And, Uh And then, you know, he would have his, classics that you know like the george harrison guitar or the white falcon or something like that so anyhow we are taking on these new gretsch guitars and he had a soft spot for the rep at the time mike pritchard who used to be the old pv rep we're really getting inside baseball now (laughs) (laughs) and uh (laughs) so nick you know know, mike pritchard right yeah yeah from pv Mm -hmm. sure yep (laughs) (laughs) and uh so we're, we're taking all these new Gretches and all this, and I come in the next day, and he's standing at the front counter, and he's dressed like a cowboy. He's got this shirt on that's, you know, it's got all the kind of piping, you know, it's black. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's black, and it's snap button down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not button button, but snap button, and all the white piping on it, and then it's got a big orange cow skull on here. So I am walking in and, you know, I've always bought all my clothes at the Gap. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty plain dresser, you know, so I probably had on, you know, a a normal shirt and pants, Oxford shirt and maybe some jeans or something. So I walk up and uh, I saw that's a nice shirt you got there. I said, oh, you really you like it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really something. You know, that's, that's a good looking shirt. And, uh, you know, so he kind of walks off and I walk off and we go our separate ways that day. And about a week later, I'm coming in, getting situated in the morning. And he would always pick up the intercom and he would say, Keith, buzz bill at 11. <laughs> so you'd be like, uh-oh. And I can hear that in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're like, oh, you know, either you did something, you know, you messed up and he's going to talk to you about something or he's going to give you a project or something. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, and he's like, you want to come up here for a visit? So I said, all right. So I go up there Uh-oh. and I'm sitting down. And he says, I got you a little something. I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and he pulls out one of these cowboy oh. Gretsch shirts. And he's, I mean, he's got a smile ear to ear and he's super excited. And he's like, oh, you said you liked it. I got you this oh. shirt. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you were a medium, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, you want to go ahead and put it on? Yeah. So, so I put on the Gretz shirt and I I, I have to work he, the rest of the day from, in this. Is he sh- earnest? He's earnest, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. No, this he's is not, he's not, okay. he's not messing no. up. No, he, he was. He liked that I liked the shirt that he had. I get that. And yeah. the kindest thing that he could do in his mind, which yeah. was the kindest thing to do, was he somehow got me a Gretz shirt. And so I wore the shirt out on the sales floor Hell for yeah, the rest of the day. And man, the ribbing from the other <laughs> college kids. 
Because now I'm dressed like a cowboy. Yeah. And so that actually happened two oh, more lasso times. Oh, lasso grasso. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I went out there and proudly wore my Gretz shirt with the piping and the hat and the buttons and all, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that happened later on, years later, and I should have learned my lesson the first time. Uh-oh. He had on, like around Christmas time, a vest black with neon guitars like all over it you know the shape of les paul shape of a strat and all that same thing that's a really nice fest you got there and damn if i didn't have one a week later and i think i had to wear that like all that christmas season i kept that for the longest time oh and uh, you didn't wear it keith where's that vest looks so good on you buddy yeah and we had uh i don't know if you were around for this one this might have been during your hiatus but he was on this kick about getting these jackets for everybody. Do you remember this? No, no. So everybody in every department, he wanted to get a jacket from, like, the manufacturer that, you know, was big in that department. Okay. Mm. So, you know, if, if uh, I don't know, Lou got, like, a Ludwig jacket, let's say, because he was in drums. Right, yeah. And Brian got a Newmark jacket. Right. Because he was, you know, and, and each jacket was kind of styled towards that brand you know the ludwig one was cool it was all black you know and had like the you know it's like a letter jacket kind of thing so we have a sales meeting saturday morning sales meeting which everybody was always hung over (laughs) i mean everybody was hung over for and you're kind of like oh but you got you know you got through it so he's okay you know he's presenting these jackets to these people and, you know, somebody gets a nice shore jacket. And it's like something you could wear, you know, like a nice jacket. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's okay, Keith, I got your jacket. I got one just like it. And I'm like, oh, man, what is it? So he breaks out this Dean jacket. Dean guitar. this thing, Dean guitars. <laughs> and it's leather biker jacket. And it's got a thousand zippers and snaps. And then it's got fringe <laughs> Hanging from here and then over here because it, it's like a motorcycle jacket. Like if you were in like the Hell's Angels, you would wear this jacket and it's got on the back the big Dean wings, you know. And he's again smiling ear to ear presenting you this jacket. And uh, I just want to see I Bill in that jacket. On. And, and uh, uh, I mean, it was it was really something. I wish I still had it. I'm looking at it, him it on eBay. Be... You can still get him. Can you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I might get myself one after this is over. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can't believe you got rid of that thing, man. No, yeah, no, I know. I, I, I did keep all this stuff. Guitars. Yeah, I kept all this stuff for a really long time. I am like uh, with some things. I am like the quintessential. Uh, hoarder, hoarder, yeah. archiver. I have a binder. You call it archiving. Your wife work. calls it hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I have a binder in my office that has, and in this whatever it was, six or seven years that I was there, I felt like I was always getting you know some kind of recognition or like you know nice note or something from them, and I kept. Every damn thing. I have a whole binder of my whole Bill's music career. Oh. And uh, oh. it, it's neat to look back at, sure. especially now. But every once in a while, I, I thumb through it for inspiration and just kind of, you know, That's remembering, awesome. uh, you know, some of the good times and stuff. But uh, yeah, I still have the, uh, you know, the time I got wrote, wrote up 
by Brian for being late consistently. Still have that. Oh, really? <laughs> Your punctuality's changed yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> much better than I used to be. <laughs> Again, if you're listening, Brian, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh I my god. We all goodness. go through that. Yeah. But now we 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 really had a lot of a lot of great times. It was and, so much and, fun. Uh, it was so much fun. I I couldn't like I really consider myself lucky that I stumbled into that store. Absolutely. You know, it's not I like was I wouldn't that just the other day. It's not like I wouldn't have gone there because it's a music a huge music store in Catonsville, but I just it just feels like it was kismet that it happened right at the right time and yeah. I got to meet you and I got to meet all these other people that I still stay in touch with, you know, and yeah, learn so no, much. That was I'm, my entry into what I do now, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same. So yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, again, it was a magical time. It was a lot of fun, and, and you know, he he built that. He really, did. you know, we have him to thank for that. Not every job has that culture and that atmosphere, and, no, and uh, you know, man, I mean, we, we we were really lucky to be part of that, even if it's just a small blip, you know, in in, in the bigger story. Um, I'm so happy that I was there and part of it and, and kind of left my mark yeah. there, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, everybody talks about the store a lot, but, uh, just personally, we, we had, I think a really cool friendship and, and, uh, you know, really cool relationship. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that too. I think it's, at some point in time over the last, I don't know, five or 10 years, something changed with our friendship or relationship and and it kind of went more from like teacher teacher student to kind of um contemporaries or or um uh i I don't peers yeah and uh that was really a cool thing for me because i always uh really admired bill and and soaked up um so much information and and uh it was really cool um to, to have that friendship outside of just the music business. And, and uh, you know, a couple summers ago, Nikki and I went and spent the day at his house with his wife and we went out to have seafood locally. And, and you know, he was really proud to, to show us around and, and show us his spot on the river. And, and uh, uh, he came here for, for my 40th birthday, which was really a, a surprise because yeah. that was, you know, shortly after COVID. Yeah. And, uh, to have him here for the day. And, and I, I'd like to think that he was really proud of, of, you know, how I turned sure out and the things that I've, I've accomplished and, and done. And, and, uh, um, man, I owe everything to him. And I think I've said that to you before, John yeah. is, is, uh, I took so much away from, from him just, just being around him those six or seven years, uh, and he elevated me so much and, and really gave me a stage to, to perform on and, and, and saw something in me and, and my talents and, and helped me grow them. And, and man, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's awesome, man. It sounds like he did that for a lot of people. And, and, yeah. and I mean, you, you live that legacy on, you know, I mean, it's, it sounds like a lot of the uh, things you learned about teamwork. I mean, you probably formed those. Yeah. Those, no, those, those thoughts, those I, conclusions. I can, I mean, I can only hope to leave a percentage of the mark that he did, you know, that, that would be, and it's amazing because you think at first you think you're, you're unique, but, uh, I mean, he really 
had this way about him where he, he did this for so many people mm-hmm. and made such an impact on so many people's lives. And it, it's been amazing reading all the social media posts and, and going to the service today and, and, and listening to other folks talk and, and, uh, wow, you know, yeah, that's yeah. really special. Yeah. yeah, it is. Absolutely. Life well lived. Yeah. That that's, yeah. I mean, again, take the music store out of the equation. Here's a guy that everybody liked and everybody celebrating his life. I mean, he has a wonderful family. He lived to be, you know, 81 years old. He was part of his grandkids' lives. He had friends, you know, from the 60s. I mean, he, he, he lived life, he traveled, he boated, he flew airplanes, he, he liked cars. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, I mean, that is really a life well lived, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Um, so well said, man. And I, I saw your beautiful tribute that you posted on Facebook too on the Island Music page. That was mm-hmm. that was beautiful, man. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. That's uh I, I really appreciate a lot a lot of people have said that to me over the last week or so, but it was um at first I was late to the party to say something because it took me a little bit to Sure, um, you had to compose yourself. Yeah, kinda kind of wrap my mind around it and uh it was really just it wasn't a perfect speech or anything. It was just raw from the heart and just how I feel. And, um, you know, I hope that it helped his family to know that uh, impact was made on somebody else's life. And, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, said it all, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on, too, and helping Absolutely. us out here in a bind. Absolutely. <laughs> happy to happy to, <laughs> to fill in any time. You did great, buddy. That's great. Um any more music before we hit the road? Well, we got, what are you feeling? I don't know, man. It's up to you. It's your, your co-host. You get to pick as much as we do. Oh, you had, man. you gave All us, right. you gave us a choice. You gave us another choice, and then, uh, you know, we could do a uh, international debut today too. If you want, I think we should do an international debut. You want to do it? Okay. You want to do it? I think we should do it. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, listeners, as you probably have heard, because you listen to everything that I say and remember it. Um, <laughs> Keith and I have been getting together over the past year now and recording some songs together. And uh, what do we have? Like We're up to like 10 now? I think so. Yeah, Almost hit, enough for a full release. We hit double digits, yeah. And uh, we were lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Nick Klein. Um, yeah. On one occasion, did you just come over once or twice? It was just the once. Just the yeah, once. Really we got to get you back. We've been trying to, to book him back, back. Yeah. No. but his schedule is, is <laughs> He's so tough to get a hold of, man. I know. His agent is just ducking me. It's Slippery just, like an know. eel. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. So we thought, since we're all gathered here today, and um, why not why not play one of these joints? We're going to listen to Let's one. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this I is. Heard this uh, in a while. Yeah, I know. Uh, me neither. <laughs> but uh, this is uh, this is actually the first song that Nick and Keith and I recorded together. This is a Bruce Springsteen song. This is Atlantic City. And the gambling commission's hanging on by the skin of its teeth. Everything dies, baby, that's a fact. But maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. And meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. 
Sounds good. like a hit, right? <laughs> Sounds like a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Dang straight. You get the ding on that one there, Keith. <laughs> mm, That's fun. Love it. I'm just so glad, Nick, you told me to go back and redo the vocals because I was saying baby at the end of every single phrase. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember, I remember that? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I get into Bruce mode. Great. I got to sing baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that sounded great. Yeah. And Keith. Your little part. I know you hated playing it. Nailed it. Yeah, there was no rocking like shredding guitar in there. So I'm thinking there'll be a unreleased, or maybe this would be the released B side where I just take an extended, yeah, extended guitar solo. You take out the vocal and just do the vocal on the, you know, you're a consummate guitarist. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Guys, do we have time for one more story? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Please. I've actually got a ton of them, but I, I I love this one. So let's let's tell this. Go one. go. So I was lucky enough, pretty early on in my career, to um, travel to the Nam Show. Yeah, which is the yeah. the big. Um, yeah. The big trade show for the music industry. Yeah. We've talked about Greg it. Greg talks about it all the time. Never invites us. Yeah. Didn't bring it up this year. <laughs> Actually, he did. And I... And, but didn't invite you. No, no, no. I, I almost even got tickets. And I texted Greg and I was like, hey, so are we still good for the NAMM show? He's like, oh, I'm actually going to be out of town that week. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, so anyhow. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was lucky enough to travel to, I think, quite a few NAMM shows with Bill and his son, Brian. And uh, and I was fairly young. You know, I might have been 22, 23, mm-hmm. something like that when I first started. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my goals was to talk to Taylor Guitars because that was one of the lines that we did not have. We couldn't get Taylor yeah. because it was another store that had just a really tight, close-knit relationship with them. I mean, they would like, you know, the rep would come and like stay at the guy's house mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was pretty pretty good type relationship, yeah. friendship. Yeah. And Tough I didn't know all one. this yeah. at the time. Yeah. So I'm kind of like not set up to fail, but I, I'm like, you know, oh, well, who wouldn't want to have us as a dealer? <laughs> like, yeah, I got this one. I'll take care of this kind of thing. So, you know, that's a big thing. Oh, Keith got a, got a meeting with Taylor and, uh, so this is before cell phones were what they were today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bill wanted a way to communicate throughout this trade show for the three of us. Oh so he had these like shortwave radio walkie talkie <laughs> things. Okay, right. So we, you know, all through the show, if somebody else is at is at a different booth and you see something neat. You're supposed to buzz them on the walkie-talkie and everybody else come over. Or if you need help closing sure. a deal, you buzz them on the walkie-talkie and help them come over, yeah. you know, to, to help you, whatever. 
you know, Brian and I are kind of like begrudgingly into this, right, and we got right. him like on our belts, kind of thing, you know. And he's really, oh yes, yeah. you know, he's <laughs> testing, testing, <laughs> one, two, three, you know, like that kind of thing. And you'd say over and out every time you get on and off the walkie-talkie, right? So we walk together to my big Taylor meeting, and he says, "Well, I'm not going to go in with you. You just go on your own." And it's kind of like. Like the old spy cartoons where the guy's behind the bush and the bush is moving, and he's hi- hide behind it kind of thing, you know. So, so I go into my meeting and he's kind of like perched out there, you know, and give me a little wave, you know, and a wink. And so I'm headed in, I'm headed in, and uh, I'm a little nervous because I want to do a good job for him, you know, like. God, there's no way I'm leaving this room without this line. Was my, you know, like I, yeah, like I'm not. I'd have come all the way out here. This is my to, shot. You know, yeah, this is it. You know, like this could, this could solidify my career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I go in, they give me the dog and pony, show me around, kind of, you know, like appeasing me, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, let's talk turkey. And kind of, you know, like I, I try to get down to business. And uh, <laughs> I've been in there a while now. And they're like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me get the national sales manager. And he talked to you. So I'm sitting there waiting, looking around, looking around, looking around, looking around. It's, it's like 45 minutes now. So finally the guy brings me back in there. And, you know, he's talking. Oh, you know, we, and I'm trying to convince him how cool of a store we are. You know, like we're really cool. And, and you know, we got a website. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, because that was it was different time. The Internet wasn't what it is today, you know. And I'm like, oh, we got a website, you know, we do all this cool stuff and, you know, I'm going on and on and on and on. And I've been gone a while, probably like an hour or something. So all of a sudden I hear my walkie talkie going yeah. and I'm trying to be really cool with this guy, you know, and he's, he's like a hip California guy. He's like flipping his hair and all this kind of stuff, you know, and like, you know, that's standard. Got it. Yeah, and your belt's uh, tripping. <laughs> and it's like, bloop, bloop. And you hear this little voice, hello, <laughs> hello, Keith. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I'm like, oh, God, and I'm shoving the walkie-talkie down, trying to turn it off and all this stuff, you know. And the guy's talking to me, and I'm trying, looking at him like I'm trying to pay attention, but I'm turning off this thing. And he says, uh, you little cowboys want to meet somewhere for a Coke? Over and out. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh my god so i didn't i didn't land the deal they, they the sent deal. me packing right. yeah and i think i think we we had a nice uh well you i think we probably you had a nice adult beverage you little cowboys have a great show we'll see you next time <laughs> you little cowboys want to go have a coke oh that's great yeah it was, i mean it, it, there's so many funny parts of that story because really Taking walkie-talkies to that yeah, yeah, yeah. at that time period is genius. It's really smart thing to do, you know. It just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was just just a really really good time. You give and, Bill and a, a communication great, device; he's going to overuse it. That's great memory, yeah. Yeah, and it was just you know because he was so serious about it too, you know, like to over and out or like you know break or break, <laughs> you know, like it was a real real thing, you know. Ah, that's um, great, man. Ah. Yeah. Oh. oh, thank you so much, man. I hadn't heard that story. I thought I'd heard all the Bill, uh, sto- the Bill stories. That's no, great. No, I got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
He will be Have missed. He will be missed. And uh, I think we had a great time here today. And uh, again, my condolences to the uh, to the entire Higgins family as well. Same as Keith. We'll be missed. So appreciate you coming and sharing the times and the stories with us, Keith. Indeed. Absolutely. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we do have an issue here now. We have to do the uh, the outro, and Greg's oh. not here to do it for us. Nick, do you remember the whole line and everything? Uh, um... Oh, hold on. How does he do that? Is this how, would he, how would he know? That, uh, hello? You can find us online at youtubecheckitout.com. Oh, you, Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our X handle is at shouldcheck. Listen to us wherever podcasts are heard on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. Yes, you should. Thank you so Boom. much, Greg. Well done, Greg. Well <laughs> thank done, you, Nick. Sir. And thank, thank you, you Mr. Thank Grasso. You. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for Good having me. Lasso Grasso. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go grab a Coke. I don't know what you cowboys are up to, but uh, we'll see you back here next week. How about it? Awesome. See ya. Peace. Peace.